Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. My goodness. I didn't see the Herschel Walker thing coming when I started prepping the show yesterday. We got to spend time on it out of the gate today. Now, listen, I want your questions as well. Uh, and I'm happy to take your comments too. The phone number is 877 973 7425. We'll go on and open up the phone lines here. Let me just walk you through the story, please. I'll get to what I think, but let me just try to give you the lay of the land so you can think for yourself. The Daily Beast has a story, and the Daily Beast is a left-wing publication that hates Republicans, yes, but they have a story, claim to have the receipts. A woman claims that in 2009, Herschel Walker paid for her to have an abortion. She says he sent her a good well note, a get well note that she priced out the abortion on Google and he sent her the check she had to pay the difference. She has the receipt. I It, it sounds kind of weird to me that someone would keep a receipt of an abortion from 2009, but this woman claims that she did. Rick Scott, who is the chairman of the uh, National Republican Senatorial Committee, uh, has put out a statement, just so you have this. This is Rick Scott's statement. Uh, he says, when the Democrats are losing, as they are right now, they lie and cheat and smear their opponents. That's what's happening right now. They know they're on the verge of losing the Senate, and they know that Herschel Walker's winning, so they've cranked up the smear machine. This is just like the smears they attempted against Brad Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas, and it will not work. Herschel has denied the allegations, and the NRSC and Republicans stand by him. Georgians will stand with him. This is Herschel Walker on Sean Hannity's show on Fox News last night. Let's start with the Daily Beast, Herschel. I mean, serious accusations that in 2009 that you paid for an abortion. First question, do you know the woman that is making this allegation? I have no, no idea, but it is a flat-out lie. And, uh, and now you know how important this seat is. This seat is very important that they'll do anything to win this seat, lie, because they want to make it by everything else except what the true problems that we have in this country is, this inflation, the border wide open, crime. They don't want to talk about that. So they're making up lies now because they need this Georgia seat. So I'm going to encourage anyone out there, let's not let them take this seat. Let, if you can go to teamherschel.com, let's not let them take this seat because if they take this seat, we won't recognize this country tomorrow because right now for them to come out with total lies, I think well, that's not right. This. Now, let me just give you the lay line here. And again, um, I, I'm getting hate on both sides. Hate on the left for saying I'm betraying my principles and standing by my man. Hate on the right for saying I'm throwing Herschel Walker into the bus. I'm just trying to tell you guys what's going on. If you can't handle me giving you the lay of the land, please go elsewhere. Put your big boy britches on uh, and let's just navigate what's actually happening in Georgia right now. Herschel Walker vigorously denying this. Now, last night when this broke, I started getting text messages from Republicans around the state that, okay, we got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. What's actually going on? The problem was Republican mood turned very sour the moment Christian Walker started tweeting. Christian Walker is Herschel Walker's son. Now, Christian Walker, to a degree, is trying to revise his record. 
He has been a champion of his father. And last night after the Daily Beast story broke, he proceeded to get on Twitter and uh, start tweeting. Every family member of Herschel Walker asked him not to run for office because we all knew some of, in brackets, some of his past, every single one. He decided to give us the middle finger and air out all of his dirty laundry in public while simultaneously lying about it. I'm done. That was one of several tweets. Some of them he deleted thereafter. Uh, he essentially accusing his father of abuse and abandonment and the like. Uh, Herschel Walker replied, I, I love my son no matter what. That caused Christian Walker to go on a further tirade. That was when Republicans in Georgia thought, oh, crap, this is bad. The Daily Beast is one thing. Your own son is something else. Now, here generally is the problem. The problem is this. Some of you right now are listening and you say, no matter what, I do not care. I'm going to vote for Herschel Walker. We must return the Senate to the GOP. We've got to stop Joe Biden. Some of you are listening, probably hate listening. You're saying, I'm voting for Warnock anyway. You support abortion rights, you're a Democrat, whatever. Problem is not either of you. The problem are the people who don't like Warnock and don't like Walker. And they would love to have the GOP in charge, but is it worth it to them? They didn't vote for Trump. 11,000 some odd people voted for Joe Biden in Georgia. 50,000 people in Georgia refused to vote in that race. If it's a close race in Georgia and 50,000 people decide I cannot vote for either of these clowns, then Raphael Warnock probably wins. And my sense of things is that Raphael Warnock is not trying to persuade people he's the better alternative. My sense of things is Raphael Warnock is trying to persuade people just don't vote in the race. And no, he probably wins if people sent out the race. 50,000 people refused to vote in November of 2020 in the presidential race. And Joe Biden won by 11,000 votes. That's the strategy here for Warnock. Now, is it going to be effective? Well, this is where we have to play things out. There are going to be a lot of people who are so mad at the Democrats, they say it doesn't matter. We got to vote for Herschel Walker. He's only going to serve a term probably anyway. And we got to hand the Senate to the GOP to stop Joe Biden. There will be a lot of people like that. The question is, will there be more of them than the I just not voting for these clowns? I can't tell you this is going to cost Herschel Walker the race. I will tell you this. I have thought for the last month and a half that it was probable that Herschel Walker won. Now I think it's possible but less probable that he wins because forget where you are as someone who's going to vote Republican, a yellow dog Republican. You'll vote for a yellow dog that's Republican over any Democrat, including one named Jesus Christ. I, I, I get you exist. I'm not talking about you. What about those 50,000 people who refused to vote for Joe Biden or for Donald Trump in 2020? Do you really think that because of the economy and because of Joe Biden and the like, they're going to come out and vote? Maybe they will, but I can't tell you they will. What I can tell you is that if voters internalize this and believe that it's real, Georgia is far less of a Republican state than Alabama, and Alabama voted for Doug Jones over Roy Moore, so you can't be sure you know. 
What I can be sure is that Herschel Walker has the opportunity within the next 48 to 72 hours to mitigate this story. He came out on Sean Hannity last night and forcefully denied it. He's going to need to either forcefully deny it again, or he's going to have to come out and he's going to have to absolutely repent. Yes, my initial reaction was to lie about it. I'm sorry. It actually happened. It was 2009. I've changed my life. I've changed my ways, blah, 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 blah. Whatever he wants to do, either forcefully deny it or fess up to it, but do it in the next 48 hours if you're going to confess to it. If you're going to deny it, get out there in an ad campaign, and this is the problem. They don't have the money. They're going to have to get the money. Donald Trump has $99 million just sitting there, hasn't spent it on Herschel Walker or any of his other candidates. Herschel Walker could get out there, put up a high-definition video on YouTube, and let anybody capture it and run with it if they want. Herschel Walker could produce a, a high-def interview, put it on YouTube as B-roll footage, and let one of these super PACs run it. It's not coordination. He's put it on YouTube. Anybody can use it. Herschel Walker could come out and say, listen, they're running an ad with my ex-wife. And yes, I held a gun to my ex-wife's head. I was struggling with mental health. What they left out is that my ex-wife and I were participating in an interview to raise awareness about mental health. And I have fought that fight, and I've chosen to run for office to raise awareness about mental health. We should not be stigmatizing people with mental health. We should be encouraging them from a large national platform to get help because, like me, they can get help and they can move on with their life. But while the Democrats are smearing me with this, they're also lumping in allegations that simply aren't true, including saying I paid for an abortion. It is vehemently not true. I absolutely deny that it's true. And shame on the Democrats for doing this to distract from a bad economy, from an increase in crime, from high inflation, from Joe Biden wrecking the economy, whatever he wants to say, tie it back to the Democrats. I vehemently deny this. Yes, this is true. And I'm sorry. And I grew up and I got help. No, this isn't true. I vehemently disagree. This is a lie. And they're doing it to distract from whatever he wants to say. There's a way to handle this. Will it be effective? I don't know. Will it mitigate the damage? You're damn right it will. But he's got to do something. And he's got to do it in the next 48 to 72 hours for it to have an impact. You're about five weeks away from the election as of today. Next week will be a month. Early voting will be starting very soon in Georgia. Herschel Walker is going to have to respond. They don't have their first debate until next Friday. In fact, Walker's coming on my program next Thursday. Obviously, we will talk about this. But he can't wait until then. He's got to do something this week. He's got to pivot it. Now, there's an interesting corollary here. Ron Johnson, Adam Laxalt, and Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz in uh, Pennsylvania, all three of them look to be weak Republicans, and they're winning. Why? Because they are single-mindedly focused on the issues that matter in those states. The issues that matter in Nevada, the shutdowns, the lockdowns, the damage to the economy and the rise in crime, that's what Adam Laxalt's campaigning on. Crime in Pennsylvania and the economy, that's what uh, Mehmet Oz is campaigning on. Ron Johnson is all about his opponent wanted to defund the police. The opponent's going on MSNBC saying, no, I don't support that. But Ron Johnson literally has the receipts. Dude tweeted all about defunding the police. And Ron Johnson has come into the lead. What is Herschel Walker doing about Raphael Warnock. The problem is he doesn't have the money to do the ad campaign. Warnock is spending about $5 million a week. 
from radio, TV, and streaming to get his message out there. No one ever expected Walker would be at parity. But I don't think he's even close at this point. He's going to have to do something. He's going to have to change the message. There are lots of Republicans who will say, I'm going to hold my nose and vote for him because Republicans have to hold the Senate or get the Senate. But 50,000 Republicans and Democrats and independent voters couldn't vote between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It's not about you who say, I got to go vote anyway. I'm a Republican. I'm going to vote Republican. I don't care about the candidate. We got to take the Senate back. It's about those people who refused to vote in 2020. How can Walker get them to turn out for him? As opposed to Warnock's clear strategy of voter suppression, which is just get those people so disaffected, so disenchanted that they just say, screw it, I didn't vote in 2020 on the top line. I'm not going to vote this one. I'll just go vote for Kemp. And there will be a lot of independent voters who can rationalize I'm going to vote for Warnock or I'm going to sit out this race because I'm going to vote for Brian Kemp. That's the Republican I like. That's what the Walker team has to grapple with. They have to have a strategy. You can be mad at me for telling them what they must do. You can be mad at me for telling you this is going to cause damage. You can be mad at me for telling you that some Christian women already upset with the Walker situation may stay home. I'm just telling you in the real world, this is what's going on. These are the conversations that are being had, and this is the conversation and the strategy that must be had by the Walker campaign if they want to turn it around, or this will be a knockout blow. But the knockout is a choice based on how they respond. We'll take your phone calls and get your reaction after this. 877-973-7425. So winter is coming, and I got to tell you, I love the weight of the bull and branch sheets. I like them in the summer when it's hot and you don't want a lot of covers on you. But in the wintertime, they're just the perfect weight, the perfect, I don't know, smoothness. They're 100% organic cotton threads. They've got super softness. They get softer every time you wash them. They're just the drape when you're laying down and stuff. They're not. They're just perfect sheets. I love them. Uh, I am effusive with my praise for Bull and Branch, and I'm delighted to have them as an advertiser. Look, they're made from the highest quality threads. They got superior softness. They got over 25,000 rave customer reviews and counting. I'm one of them. The quality you can tell is great. They hold up well after all the washes I've put them through, and they just get softer. It doesn't matter what the thread count is. The fiber sucks, and you can tell they put a lot of great detail into the fibers they use. And look, Bola Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping, returns on all orders. You're going to feel the difference. You're not going to want to send them back. The first 100% organic fair trade certified bedding company ever. They use 90% less water than conventional production, zero pesticides, other chemical toxic chemicals. They don't use them. It's just fantastic. Listen, I'm effusive with my praise. I love Bull & Branch. Try them for yourself. And again, you get a 30-night risk-free trial, free shipping, returns on all orders. Try the sheets that will make you fall for the coziest night's sleep in the season where you want cozy sheets. 15% off your first set of sheets. Free shipping when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BowlinBranch.com. That's BowlinBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC. Trust me. They're worth it. We've got five bedrooms, five beds, bowling brand sheets on every bed.
Hello there and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on this here program, really delighted to have you. Now, I, I gotta, I, let me just delve into this a little more. A lot of you want to take, uh, jump on phone calls, um, and I'll get there in just one minute. Just, just let me say this first. Here, I want to give you my personal view. I've given you the lay of the land. Let me give you my personal view. Um, in the old days of politics before Donald Trump, I would say this is a fatal blow to someone like Herschel Walker. And in Georgia, it may still be. And the reason is because most candidates define themselves very early out of the gate. Herschel Walker took a very passive approach during the primary because he could sail through on name ID alone. The result of that, though, is when he got to the general election, the Warnock campaign and the Democrats have largely defined him as someone you can't trust. Uh, they have they continued to pound him over things in his record that he said that maybe he mischaracterized, weren't quite fully true or weren't true at all. So when he denies this, there's still doubts because he never defined himself. Now, in the old days, that would matter greatly. And again, Alabama went with Doug Jones over Roy Moore because so many Republicans themselves had doubts. But we're kind of beyond Trump, and the economy really sucks. And Joe Biden has about a 34% approval rating in Georgia. So the new rules may apply, and it doesn't matter. However, I'm a big believer that the old rules do tend to still apply. And I keep going back to the undervote in 2020 and even 2016. In 2016, it was even higher. There were over 75,000 people who didn't vote in the presidential election in Georgia in 2016, who then voted for the late Senator Johnny Isaacson. In 2020, there was not a um, there was not a Senate race in Georgia. Well, there was, uh, but um, it, it was the, those two. Um, but there was the presidential race in in 2020. And in 20, I'm thinking 2018, there was a series. In any event, um, in 2020, you had the presidential race, and there were about 50,000 people who refused to vote up there. When they got to the Senate races, a lot of people skipped the Senate races altogether. David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, I think, combined got about 10 or 11,000 more votes than cast in the uh, race for president. And you only had Joe Biden win by 11,000 some odd votes. So I think it actually does matter. I think the story matters. And the Warnock campaign is using a very old strategy, which is to suppress the vote. At this point, it's not about getting people to vote for you. It's about getting people to stay home. You think you've maximized your vote turnout. You think you're not going to get anyone else. You don't want people to go for the other side. Whether you or I like it, whether we think it's fair or not, it's a legitimate campaign tactic, and they're deploying it. And it tends to be very effective because at the margins of every race, there is a group of people who vote in general elections, and they're perfectly willing to skip a race if they don't like either candidate. They want to vote for someone, not against someone. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. You know, uh, one thing that Herschel Walker could potentially do here is, and I'm getting this from a lot of people, uh, talk about Warnock's problems. Warnock ran over his wife. Uh, tried to hide from a process server over child support. He's got issues himself. 
Here's the problem, just in my opinion, as someone who ran campaigns, your mileage may vary with this. Problem is, you can't do that now. You could have done that a month or two ago. But this gets back to, you've got to get people to vote for you at this point if you're Herschel Walker. What Warnock is trying to do is trying to convince people, just sit it out, uh, don't engage, don't want anything to do with it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what you've got to do now, if you are uh, Herschel Walker's campaign, is you got to get people to vote actually for you. And by making it an attack on Warnock at this moment about his personal life, you're just reminding people who may set it out that you got two terrible candidates not worth supporting. You've got to give them a reason to vote for you now, and that reason needs to pivot back to the main issues, which is the economy and a check on Joe Biden that Warnock's not serving. You can't go negative on Warnock at this point when your negatives are already high because your negatives go up, so you just got to pivot. It is worth noting that the media has covered ad nauseum the story on Herschel Walker and no they largely gave a pass to all of the Warnock stories including one of these other stories uh about a kid who was abused at a at a camp uh that Warnock's church ran and that was a story for the Washington Free Beacon and that got a pass as well so many of these things got a pass listen feel free to disagree with me on these I have run political campaigns before I have a very good win record, and I'm just telling you that the Walker campaign could have made all of these attacks on Warnock, and an outside group did make these attacks on Warnock earlier. For the Walker campaign to make it just those attacks on Warnock's character now just further suppresses the vote. It doesn't actually persuade people they need to have Walker's back, and right now he needs to uh, have Walker's, people need to have Walker's back if they want him over the finish line. Now, uh, to the phones we go, Gavin, you're going to be up first. Welcome to the show, Gavin. How are you? Doing great, Eric. Love your show. You're, you and your family are always in my wife's uh, thoughts and prayers, man. Thank you. Hey, um, well, this is kind of a tragic situation for Mr. Walker. Yeah, um, yes, it is. So so I install screens all around Georgia um, in luxury homes, and I, I talk to uh, a broad range of clientele and the ads are always in the background, so I have a great reason to kind of bring it up. And even the liberal people from what I've, just the kind of the brains that I've picked, the final question that I ask them is, you know, how's your 401K? And they look at me mm-hmm. with a kind of a scowl on their face. And it's, it's interesting that, you know, they they think that Herschel Walker is the, the world's worst thing, you know, that could be. But at the same time, they're, they're pretty torn over the economy and all of these things I – I feel pretty confident that that he could do it, like you said, but who knows at this point. He needs to get out there and get out in front of this. Yeah, look, I I think the next 48 to 72 hours are extremely critical. Gavin, thanks very much for the phone call. Really, really critical because you've got to redirect this. You can come out and you can say, Raphael Warnock and the left claim, just like they did with Brett Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas, that I did something I did not do. And they're telling you that because they don't want you looking at your 401k. How's your 401k doing? If you like where your 401k is, vote for Raphael Warnock. If you don't, vote for me. Make it a very basic message at the end of the day. The economy is the number one issue for voters in Georgia. But he's got to have the money as well to be able to do that. 
And again, uh, I mean, you guys can vote with your dollars. If you want Walker in this thing, you want him to win, you better step up and give him some money because his campaign needs the cash to get this stuff done. Uh, back to the phones we go, 877-973-7425. Dave, you're up next. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, love your show. Love you. Um, Mike, you've done a great job with this, and I'm mostly interested, what does this thing cost to produce the rebuttal? Uh, I think I understand the rebuttal at this point, and then um, how much, basically, is this going to cost, and can it be done quickly enough? And does it need to include a health care piece of this, too, that he's obviously had some mental health problems? Thanks. Yeah, listen, Dave, um, they need to pour several million dollars into it. I mean, Warnock is spending millions a week. They need to be doing the same, and I don't know that they can. You can turn an ad like this around very quickly if it's just Herschel Walker standing at the camera saying, listen, Raphael Warnock is attacking me. The attack is not true. He's attacking me to distract you from your 401k. If you're happy with your 401k, vote for Raphael Warnock. If you're not happy with your 401k, vote for me. It's that simple. He wants to make it complicated. I'm Herschel Walker. I endorse this ad. Whatever. Um, it, it's it's not a hard thing to do. It's not a hard campaign commercial to produce. It can be done, cut, edited, and, and out to people in less than 48 hours. You got to do something. If the Walker campaign wants to do it. You, so campaigns and super PACs cannot coordinate. You cannot talk to super PACs. One of the novel ways that candidates now do things is they put high-resolution 4K or 8K video on social media and make it downloadable. Anyone can download it. They don't advertise it. It's linkable. It's findable, but it's not public. And then it gets out there, and you take some super PAC who cuts up the ad. Uh, forum and uses the super PAC money and it's just Herschel Walker looking at the camera talking about this stuff and they take the best pieces they piece it together they do a super PAC ad it's not coordination he just put it up there for people to find and they found it and they ran with it it can be done but it's got to be done quickly time is literally of the essence here now you have five weeks as of today today is Tuesday you have an election in a month and one week this is the October surprise. They got to do it. Now, I will tell you this. You know, I invited every one of the candidates in the primary to come sit with me in the studio for an hour. And it was a who, what, where, when, why. Uh, who are you? Why are you running? What's your big issue sort of thing? Took an hour, went by very fast, had every single one of the Republicans take me up on it except Herschel Walker. He didn't need to. He didn't want to. Didn't have to. He won. Blew it out of the water. One of the candidates mentioned this story to me that it was in the opposition research. I thought it had become public, and I said so last night on Twitter. I thought this was public. I thought we all knew, but no, I was reminded after the fact that uh, no, it was I was told this. Uh, they never ran with it because they couldn't substantiate it. I wasn't going to spread a rumor for them. They couldn't substantiate, so I, I didn't bother talking about it. It could have been not true. That It's one of the things they were pushing that, oh, you know, he had an abortion or paid for an abortion. But there was no there there as far as anyone knew. There was no name. There was no money. There, there was nothing. Just there was this rumor. Well, the Daily Beast and the Democrats have substantiated it. One of the reasons you want to engage in a primary 
is so that you can be vetted by the voters. The voters of the GOP went with celebrity in this case. And in going for celebrity, they went for Walker. He had an easy, easy primary. He never was challenged, never was confronted. And now all of that stuff comes back in the general, and they're kind of caught off guard by it. It's it's one of the dangers of an uncontested. And for all the people who ran in that race, let's be honest, it was an uncontested primary. Walker walked away with it, no pun intended. Um, this is one of the dangers here. Now, back to the phones we go. Mary Lynn, you're going to be up next. Welcome, Mary Lynn. How are you? I'm just fine, and I just want to tell you how much I enjoy your show. I don't always totally agree with you, but I appreciate your giving us both sides of things or different ways to look at things. But anyway, uh, first of all, I want to tell you that I'm in that camp of people that thinks that the overriding issue is taking the Senate back, so I will vote for Warnock. But my question wait, wait, is— Wait, you're, you're in the camp that wants to take the Senate back? Yes. And so okay, I you just vote, said, okay. I, no, I, I'm sorry. I misspoke. I will vote for Walker. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Okay. I was confused. Okay, yes. Yeah, I will vote for Walker. But my question is, where in the heck is the Georgia Republican Party in supporting Walker? Well, you know, the, the, the chairman of the party is probably still on the relitigating the 2020 election. Um, the, the, the elected officials in Georgia, let's just say, have their own thing at this point. Uh, the, the state party is supposed to do ground game, and maybe they will do that. Uh, the bigger question is where is the National Republican Senatorial Committee and the outside groups for Walker? Uh, and they are, it looks like they're going to come, come, the Calvary's going to charge in and spend some money. Uh, Rick Scott says they're standing by Walker. I will t- tell you, everyone tells me, Democrat and Republican, the polling is still very, very close. Uh, no one, of course, can measure this. The story has come out overnight. It's too soon to see how people digest it. And again, that's why I think Walker has to come out very forcefully in the next 48 hours and flood the zone. And it really is a very simple message. Raphael Warnock says, I paid for a woman's abortion. It is flat out not true. The liberal media is doing to me what they did to Kavanaugh and Thomas. Why? Because they want the Democrats to keep the Senate. How's your 401k doing? If you're happy with it, vote for Warnock. If you're unhappy with it, vote for me. The economy matters. The Democrats don't want to fix it. I'll get to Washington and I'll fix the economy with the Republicans in charge of the Senate. However they want to word it. That's basically it, that this this is a lie. This is not true. They're trying to distract you from paying attention to your 401k. Don't let them do it. Don't take the bait. Vote for me to save your 401k. The economic message is the number one message in Georgia. Uh, combined economy, inflation, groceries, and jobs, those four issues combined, more than 50% of the voters in Georgia care about it. There, There's a way for them to navigate this. Max, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Max, how are you? Oh, Eric, this is my first time calling in. I got to say, I love your take. You're a very uh, bright guy. I just wanted to say, why do we have these candidates time after time? Walker, uh, that Fetterman up in uh, Pennsylvania, even Trump and Biden. These are not the best of the best. These are people that are, are, are average intelligence, if not below average intelligence, and also, they have such incredible baggage. Can a normal, intelligent person who wants a successful company, who is a CEO, get into this game? What is your take? You must, you must behind the scenes, cringe when you see these people. Look, I got nothing against Walker, but this guy is a disaster. I'll still vote for him, but a disaster. 
I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> look, Max, look, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I wish we would all on both sides of the aisle get out of the celebrity candidate game whether it's Dr. Oz of Pennsylvania or Herschel Walker here. Um, but uh, these are the candidates we have. Uh, how do you get them across the finish line uh, is is what's going to happen now. The Walker campaign needs money to get ads out. They got to be nimble and responsive. And again, uh, the, the, the most Republicans thought it was a navigable story until Christian Walker, his son, began tweeting last night. Um, and I, he deleted some of his tweets, but they were all very disparaging of his father. And I, that, that's going to do damage. Now, I don't think he's going to show up in a Raphael Warnock ad. How many people offline will pay attention to what his son online said? These are factors that I don't have answers to, but I know they matter. But they matter less and less the quicker Walker responds to the allegation and responds forcefully he just can't dismiss it. He's got to come out and make it about this is a distraction. It's a false attack. Here's why they're doing it. They got to keep the Senate. They've wrecked the economy. They can't keep the Senate. All that. Justin, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Justin. How are you? Hey, Eric. How you doing? I listen to your show a lot. Don't agree with you on a lot of things. <laughs> and, uh, I wanted to kind of disagree with you on this one issue and maybe give your listeners a little sense of comfort. I got about three or four points why I don't think this is going to hurt Herschel Walker as much as you might think. Um, I don't have the experience that you do in, in elections and politics, but uh, I just think that the first off, I think everyone knew that Herschel Walker was a weak candidate from the get-go. You've discussed it ad nauseum. Most, most of the people in the primary were probably far better candidates. The fact that he's this close with Warnock at this point, I think that this is an election that people just don't feel like they're going to have to sit out. There's just too much at stake, which brings me to the second point, is that the people that are going to come out for Walker, it's going to, like you mentioned earlier, it's going to be because of crime, the economy, just the general decaying state of things. Um, and I, this would have to, you know, a, a October surprise at this point, it would have to be of Roy Moore proportions. I mean, something really criminal. Um, and then my third point, again, going back, I don't think abortion is as big of an issue for people that are going to vote for Walker as it would be for those voting for Warnock. They probably feel like the um, Roe v. Wade was already their victory. And like I said, they may feel like they have bigger fish to fry. Look, that's a very fair point with Roe v. Wade out the door. Does it really matter? You're going to get someone who's going to vote pro-life. Yes, he, he paid for an abortion in 2009 if we take the attack at his word. It's a fair point. Uh, all I would say is just keep this in mind. 2020 was also one of those elections where everyone said no one's going to stay home. It's a must-win election. We've got to save the country between Biden and Trump and 50,000, 40 to 50,000. I got to look for the exact number. It's between 40 and 50,000 sat it out, refused to vote in that race. And Biden won. I don't think you can dismiss the propensity of suburban independent voters to say a pox on both their houses and stay home, which is why I think you've got to have Walker uh, be in a position to be able to give an argument to say, don't stay home, vote for me. The stakes are too high. Here's what matters. He's got to be able to do that. This is the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, they can help your business grow. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com, firstlibertyga.com. 
Big deal, $750,000 and up, but they can help you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you. Uh, real quick, I, so I got the number. I've been saying 40. I, I know why I was saying between 40 and 50. The actual number, I got it uh, from a friend of the Secretary of State's office. 27,967 voters didn't vote in the presidential race. Biden won by slightly more than 11,000 votes. The, the reason there, you, you, to, you, where I was saying the 40,000 from, essentially 40,000 people, you got to disprove those votes if you wanted to prove voter fraud, which no one could do. Uh, but it's 27,967 voters in Georgia in 2020 chose to skip that line on the ballot. Um, that's kind of a big number when you've got a very, very close race. Now, back to the phones we go. Sally, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, thank you. I um, I want to echo some of what your previous caller, Max, said. And, and he's talking about why, why are we stuck with these bad choices. But what I have to say is to my fellow Republican voters in Georgia, we had a lot of other choices on the primary. We had good choices of people who had upstanding character. And it seems like some kind of game going on to me that what we ended up with was Walker when he had the background that he did. The Christian voters I know aren't voting for people who have a history of beating their wives. They're voting for the upstanding guy who came to my door knocking, wanting my vote, whose kids go to the Christian school that my kids go to, who teaches at the small group and doesn't have these kind of skeletons in his closet. And it just makes me wonder what kind of game is going on out there that the Republican committees that decided to put their money behind a celebrity chose Herschel Walker for our decisions. Well, we had many other people with upstanding. It it wasn't a committee. It it was Donald Trump himself. He and Herschel Walker had a long-term friendship going back to Donald Trump building an alternative competitor to the NFL. Um, They've known each other quite a while. Uh, I thought he should have come out for Kelvin King, who uh, has his own business. Uh, I voted full disclosure for Latham Sadler. I loved Kelvin King. I, I, I liked him a lot, but I uh, knew Latham well and supported him. But Kelvin had a great background, founded Black Voters for Trump. His wife's fantastic. He would have been fantastic on the campaign trail. Um, but Trump actually had a long-term friendship with Herschel Walker. Uh, and he he likes Walker tremendously pushed him into running. Walker was hesitant to get in. Trump said he'd have his back, and so he got in. The problem here now is that Trump's got $99 million sitting on the sidelines. He says he's going to spend it. You literally from today have five weeks to the election, and not a penny of it has been spent yet. So is he going to come in and help Walker at the end with good ads as opposed to in-person appearances, which won't help as much?